Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, our music's not working, so we'll go ahead and just go on right ahead. Good evening, everyone. This is Tuesday, November 26, 2019, and welcome to episode number 759 of the WWS Radio Network's <clears throat> uh, the Mothership Broadcast of WWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we said to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, will start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment, which we brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared Gerolamo. <clears throat> J.D., of course, the 2015 and 17. WWS Hall of Famer and also a part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Also check, uh, giving us our rest of history and birthdays for this evening is the human suitcase machine, John Gross, of course, in the TalkShoe chat box. John is the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer and also another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoot.com as well. Before we get underway here, folks, let's go ahead and welcome J.D. and John to what should be a, I think, explosive and dynamic are two smaller words to describe this evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a um, a, a, a absolute blowout tonight of a show here, episode 759 of Revolution. After what happened this weekend, yeah, you can definitely say it. Absolutely. Thank you, JD. Of course, our live video feed tonight, ladies and gentlemen, comes to us from one of our veteran groups here in the WWS stable of groups on Facebook. 
Future of WCWS. If you care to join us for our live video feed tonight from Future of WCWS, please feel free to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS Future. I do see we have somebody popping on here now. Um, uh, Mr. Luis, Luis Rivera Rolón, I guess that's how you pronounce his name. Um, thank you for joining us there, sir. And anything you'd like to add, please feel free to do so. Of course, on our page, on our, uh, comments there, right there, right beside our live video feed. And if you care to join us here tonight, of course, through talkshoot.com, the phone number as always is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138055-POUND and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening which will include, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays, we will, of course, talk about what happened last night on Monday Night Raw, of course, the aftermath of Survivor Series. Plus, also, folks, we're going to go dive, we're going to dive right into what was a very explosive Saturday evening, uh, of course, with the NXT War Game, uh, uh, War Game show there, indeed, uh, and, and take, the TakeOver show there called, of course, War Games which has some history-making moments there in D, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll give our thoughts, we'll get our th we'll get thoughts and opinions in from everybody here tonight, of course, J.E., John, and Fonzie. And, of course, I will, I will inform everyone about what the uh, final results were of the prediction title challenge that we, of course, took, that took part, that we took part in for TakeOver War Games this past Saturday evening. In the meantime here, folks, let's go ahead and get underway here as we start with our wrestling news and views here tonight, and here to bring it here to us, I'm King Ice, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the Iceman himself. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, he is the, of course, uh, the one and only honorable mayor of the Island of Beautiful Men. <laughs> the Iceman, J.D. himself, J.D., uh, Jared D. Geraldo. J.D., what's going on here in the wrestling news scene? We'll tell you about it here in just a second, folks. Huh? Hold on, okay. Okay, here we go. The raw viewership last night uh, coming out of the Survivor Series was not that strong. After doing 2.12 last week, however, it went down to 2.10 this week. The first hour did 2.24, hour number two, however, did 2.19, and the final hour did 1.89 and 1.9. For the night, the Monday Night Football game between the Ravens and the Rams led the night with 10.9 million viewers for ESPN. In that game, however, Lamar Jackson threw for five touchdowns. Basically, the Ravens flew over the Rams and rammed the Rams right into the Coliseum turf, however, 45 to 6, if you will. Meanwhile, however, two big matches are coming up this week on NXT, however, the night before Thanksgiving, however, if you will. We'll tell you about in just a second what those matches are. Meanwhile, WWE has announced two more matches for this Sunday's Starcade special that will be coming up on the WWE Network, however. Rusev versus Bobby Lashley will be a last man standing match, and Aleister Black will take on Buddy Murphy, believe it or not, however, as it was announced earlier today, however, if you will, however. Meanwhile, the two title matches that are set up for NXT... Like I said, however, for this week, include the following, however. Akira Tozawa will take on Leo Rush for the Cruiserweight title, and Keith Lee and Dominic Jakovic will take on the Undisputed Eras, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly for the tag team titles coming up tomorrow night, however. Uh, let's see if we have any other news to report. Oh, yes. In college football news, however, mind you, the first four were announced again tonight, however, if you will, however. And as a result, Ohio State leapt past believe it or not, LSU for the top spot in the college football rankings. 
LSU finished number two, followed by Clemson, Georgia, and Alabama. Alabama, of course, will be playing Auburn this week, however, in the Iron Bowl, while Ohio State will play Michigan, however. Meanwhile, Oregon fell from number 16 to number 14 after an upset loss at Arizona State on Saturday night tower, while Utah moved up one into the number six spot, followed by Oklahoma, Minnesota, Baylor, and Penn State, rounding out the top ten. Thank you very much there, J.D. Of course, J.D., along with King and W.O. Javar T. Smith, is King Ice for 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They're bringing all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. Let's see what John has here in our wrestling history and birthdays here for, for tonight, November the 26th. <clears throat> 32 years ago today, which would put it at 1987, two wrestling promotions in direct competition with one another, each put on a pay-per-view for the only time in American pro wrestling history. WWF presented Survivor Series, while NWA in association, in association with Jim Crockett Promotions presented Starcade. With two companies putting on a show on the same night, wrestling fans across the country salivated at the course of the two marquee events. So were cable companies. But as Dave Meltzer explained in 2013, the joy was short-lived. Survivor Series won the pay-per-view buy rate and scored a 7.0, while Starcade got a 3.3. And here is the best part. 325000 for Survivor Series and only 20000 for Starcade, a ratio of more than 16 to 1. The fans in JCP did not buy into Ron Garvin as NWA World Champion, as it never helped matters. Seeing that cable providers may have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars, they told the WWF and NWA, not to run pay-per-views on the same day. One more side note, but Man Adventure had a change of heart. The five cable companies that passed on Survivor Series were allowed to broadcast WrestleMania 4. After all, Aaron in the afternoon first will start at 87 in Chicago, with 8,000 being in attendance. <clears throat> Three titles changed hands with Nikita Koloff, defeating Terry Taylor to regain the NWA and UWF World TV titles. Dusty Rhodes, if you will, defeated Lex Luger in a steel cage match to win the United, NWA United States title. Ric Flair defeated Ron Garvin in a steel cage match to capture the NWA World Heavyweight title. And in the nightcap, WWF presented Survivor Series from the Richfield Coliseum in Richfield, Ohio. 21,300 fans were on hand for that show. The hook of the show was a series of elimination tag, ma- tag team matches. The main event tag team match was the first televised meeting between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant since WrestleMania three on March 29, 1987. The inaugural first match of Survivor Series kicked off with Team Savage, consisted of Randy Savage teaming up with Brutus Beefcake, Jake Roberts, Ricky Steamboat, and Jim Duggan against a team of the Honky Tonk Man. <clears throat> uh, of course, like I say, as he captained the team of uh, Hercules, Ron Bass, Harley Race, and Danny Davis. Steamboat, Roberts, and Savage were the sole survivors of the match when the Honky Tonk Man took the countout loss. Rockin' Robin, the Fabulous Moolah, the Jumpin' Bomb Angels, and Velvet McIntyre defeated Don Marie, not, not the one from ECW, by the way. This was actually Donna Christianello, also Sensational Sherry and the Glamour Girls, that was known as Judy Martin and Leilani, Leilani Kai. This is Leilani, Leilani Kai's last pay-per-view appearance until March of 1994 at WrestleMania 10. The Jumpin' Bomb Angels were the sole survivors, and also this is the first and only women's Survivor Series match until 1995, when the Lundra Blazes team took on Bertha Faye's team. The Stri- Strike Force, the British Bulldogs, the Russo Brothers, the Killer Bees, and the Young Stallions defeated Demolition, the Bolsheviks, the Hart Foundation, the Islanders, and the team of Dino Bravo and Greg Valentine. The Stallions and the Killer Bees were the sole survivors. 
And in the main event, the team of Andre the Giant, Butch Reed, King Kong Bundy, One Man Gang, and Rick Rude defeated the team of Hulk Hogan, Bam Bam Bigelow, Don Morocco, Kim Patera, and Paul Orndorff, with Andre last eliminating Bam Bam to become the sole survivor. After Bam Bam pulled up a miraculous two eliminations by eliminating One Man Gang and King Kong Bundy. This is the last WWE pay-per-view appearance for Paul Orndorff until 2005 at WrestleMania 21, and the last WWF pay-per-view appearance for King Kong Bundy until November of 1994. Also, this is Bam Bam Bigelow's first and only Survivor Series appearance until 1993 as well. 25 years ago today, which we put it at 1994, in Madison Square Garden, Diesel defeated Bob Backlund to regain the, to pick up the WWF title in eight seconds. This day is still the quickest WWF championship match in history, and it's also tied with Randy Orton defeating Daniel Bryan at Survivor at SummerSlam 2013, following Orton's Money in the Bank cash-in. And also the first time the WWF title changed hands in a non-televised live event at Madison Square Garden since 1984, when Hulk Hogan defeated the Iron Sheik to regain the WWF title. An interesting bit of trivia, Diesel was the first man to win the WWF's Triple Crown Championship, the Intercontinental title in April of that month, and also the tag team titles in less than a year. Diesel did it in just 227 days. A record that would stand until CM Punk broke the mark in 2009 when he com- when he competed completed the Triple Crown in 203 days. <clears throat> Diesel would go on to hold the title for one full year until dropping the title on November 19, 1995, at Survivor Series to Bret Hart. 24 years ago today, we put it in 1995, WCW presented World War III from the Norfolk Scope in Norfolk, Virginia. 12,000 were in attendance with just 90,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. The show's hook was a 60-man battle royal for the vacated WCW World Heavyweight title. The title was vacated the previous month following the recent events between Hulk Hogan and the Giant at Halloween Havoc on October 29, 1995. And here are the matches that took place. Johnny B. Bad, of course, we knew him as Mark Merrow, defeated DDP to retain the WCW TV title. Big Bubba Rogers defeated Jim Duggan in a taped fist match. Bull Nakano and Akira Hokuto defeated Mayumi Osaki and QD Suzuki. Kensuke Sasaki defeated Chris Benoit to retain the WCW US title. Lex Luger defeated Randy Savage. Sting defeated Ric Flair. And Randy Savage won a 60 man battle royal to capture the WCW title by last eliminating the one man game. Other participants in this match, and this is going to be a long list that he's just he's going to announce. So here are the participants that are in this match here, ladies and gentlemen. Scott Armstrong, Steve Armstrong, Arnold Anderson, Johnny B. Bad, Marcus Bagwell, Chris Benoit, Big Crane Bard, Bunkhouse Buck, Cobra, Disco Inferno, Jim Duggan, Bobby Eaton, Rick Flair, Eddie Guerrero, Hulk Hogan, Mr. JL, Chris Canyon, Brian Knobs, Kurosawa, Lex Luger, Join Mags, Ming, Hugh Morris, Max Muscle, Scott Norton, Paul Orndorff, DDP, Buddy Lee Parker, Brian Pillman, Sergeant Greg Pittman, Harlem Heat, Lord Stephen Regal, Scotty Riggs, Hawk, Big Bubba Rogers, Jerry Sags, Ricky Santana, Kazuki Sasaki, Shark, Fidel Sierra, Dick Slater, Mark Starr, Steve, Dave, and Kevin Sullivan, the Super Assassins, Squire David Taylor, Bobby Walker, VK Wall Street, Pez Whiteley, Mike, <coughs> Mike Winter, Alex and James Earl Wright, Zodiac, and also John and John's like John's doing his Tony Schiavone voice, the Yeti. As legend has it, Hulk Hogan changed the booking of the match as the match was in progress. The original plan was for the Giant to cleanly eliminate Hogan. What ended up happening was Hogan got cold feet about it and changed it so the Giant pulled Hogan under the ring out of the line line, line side of any of the referees. 
Uh, surprisingly, this all this went over like a lead balloon, and Savage's winning elimination was missed on camera. 19 years ago today, put it at the year 2000, WCW presented Mayhem in the U.S. Cellular Arena in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 3,800 people were in attendance with just 55,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's just over a quarter of what the first Mayhem pay-per-view got. The, ins the Insiders defeated the perfect event to win the WCW World Tag Team titles. Scott Steiner defeated Booker T in a straight jacket steel cage match to win the WCW World Heavyweight title. Steiner held the title in the final day, round WCW days from November 2000 through March of 2001 until dropping the title to Booker T on the very last edition of Nitro. Thirteen years ago today, we put it at 2006, WWE presented a Survivor Series from the Wachovia Center in Philadelphia in attendance with 383,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's down from 400,000 for the 2005 edition. In a dark match, Carlito defeated Charlie Haas. Team WWE legend, who was Ric Flair, Sergeant Slaughter, Dusty Rhodes, and Ron Simmons, defeated the Spirit Squad, with Flair being the sole survivor. This is Sergeant Slaughter's first Survivor Series match since 1991, Dusty Rhodes' first Survivor Series match since 1990, and Ron Simmons' first Survivor Series match since 2001. Also, the first Survivor Series appearance of Arn Anderson since 1989. Chris Benoit defeated Chavo Guerrero to retain the WWE United States title. Turns out to be the last Survivor Series appearance for Chris Benoit ever. Mickey James defeated Lita to win the women's title. The bout was Lita's last in the WWE as a full-time roster member. She had a one-off match in 2012 on Raw 1000. After the match, Crime Time led a wholesale for Lita. <laughs> okay. Team DX consisted of Triple H, Shawn Michaels, CM Punk, and the Hardy Boys defeated the team at rated RKO consisting of Edge, Randy Orton, Johnny Nitro, Mike Knox and Gregory Henry in a 5-0 shutout. This is the first pay-per-view match for the Hardy Boys since May of 2002. Mr. Kennedy, Kennedy defeated The Undertaker in a first blood match. Team Cena defeated, consisted of John Cena, Kane, Bobby Lashley, Sabu, and RVD. Defeated the team of Team Big Show, which was Big Show, Tess, MVP, Finley, and Umaga, with Cena and Lashley being the sole survivors. Batista defeated King Booker to regain the world heavyweight title. Had Batista lost, he could never again challenge for the world title. Twelve years ago today, which you put at 2007 on, on Monday Night Raw, Chris Jericho makes his return to the ring, defeating Santino Morel in a squash match. This is Jericho's first match since 2005 in the WWE. <clears throat> also, uh, also ten years ago today, which you put it at 2009, Alexis Reed sadly was killed in an auto accident. She, of course, was the stepdaughter of the late Brian Pillman. She had debuted as a manager in January of 2008. Also, 17 years ago today, we put it at 2002 on Raw as a bonus in Oklahoma City. Jim Ross was forced to kiss Vince McMahon behind. Originally, it was planned to be Stone Cold Steve Austin, but Austin hit McMahon below the belt and fought off McMahon's goons backstage, line McMahon and Angle to take JR to the ring. But the Undertaker made the save, but helped McMahon and Angle. <clears throat> Uh, help McMahon and, and Angle, uh, help JR, help McMahon and Angle uh, get, get JR to kiss his hind end. I guess that's what happened. This is first heel turn for The Undertaker since September of 1999. <clears throat> Happy 43rd birthday to former WWE hardcore champion and tough enough winner, Maven Huffman, a man who may have named for himself at the 2002 Royal Rumble, shocking the world by eliminating The Undertaker and also defeating him to win the hardcore title. But despite getting some success, Maven was fired in 2005. <clears throat> Happy 
Happy 58th birthday to former WWE Women's Champion Ivory, who debuted in the WWE in 1998 and was part of the right to censor in 2000. And John said, that's all he's got for the history and birthdays here for today. So, John, we thank you very much, sir. sir. <clears throat> and J.D., we thank and you very much. And Turner's birthday, birthday, too. Happy birthday to her. Happy, who, whose is it? I'm sorry. Tina Turner. Oh, oh yes. Okay, thank you very much, sir, J.D. And thank you also for the rest of the news interviews here as well there, J.D. Appreciate that. one 562 caller ID. One three eight zero five five pound. This is episode seven fifty nine of the Mothership WWS Revolution. It says Tuesday, November twenty sixth, twenty nineteen. Mister WWS Chad Hinshaw, along with the Iceman Jared DiGiuramo, <clears throat> and the Human Suplex Machine John Gross here with you here tonight. <clears throat> let's go ahead and um, let's go ahead. And first off, let's go ahead and start getting everybody's thoughts and opinions about what took place, of course, on Monday Night Raw. We were hoping to have a, well, at least one, one or two more folks on, but I do not, I do not see anything on there right now, at this point. Um, so we'll go ahead and go to John first. John, uh, we're talking about what happened on Monday Night Raw, of course, with the aftermath of the Survivor Series. And John says he has. Apparently, he has nothing to add uh, bad about Monday Night Raw, of course. John said it was a crappy show, despite, I think, the only highlight of it, and I would definitely agree with this, was obviously Rey Mysterio winning the U.S. title. But other than that, John said it was a crappy show. So, John, thank you very much for your thoughts and opinions there, sir. Uh, <clears throat> well, well, I guess, like I said, J.D., while we hopefully we wait for other folks to pop on, we can go ahead and get your thoughts here. Uh, if you're cooled off and warmed up, of course. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Are you yeah. ready? Re- okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, of course, <clears throat> a WWS Radio Network exclusive. The Iceman, Jared DiGiralamo, <clears throat> of course, like I said, um, <clears throat> Of course, tells it like it is here, folks. It gives his thoughts and opinions. Does not pull any punches. Does not leave anything out here, ladies and gentlemen. Does not what he feels about, of course, Raw, SmackDown, of course, pay-per-views, uh, anything along those lines here, folks. He lets it all all come out right there, folks. And like I said, if you thought if you thought Thor was mighty, if you thought if you thought your dog was mighty, uh, you know the words coming from the Iceman himself. Um, He's never afraid to let the pull the punches and let the fur fly, ladies and gentlemen. And this and last night's Monday Night Raw, of course, especially after a big time pay per view like Survivor Series, of course, you know he's really going to let the fur fly on this one. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is of course the Ice Man Jared Giralmo with of course your Raw edition of the award winning, and yes, I emphasize that, folks, the award winning WCWS Ice Breaker. Before we get into that, we do have one more story to report. Apparently, we do want to thank Captain Dave Spieler for reporting this story. Apparently, Lana has signed a new five-year contract with the WWE. Apparently, we are waiting to hear confirmation on this, but I will find that out real quick before we get into talking about it here, ladies and gentlemen. So give me a moment before we get into that, ladies and gentlemen. And we can tell you, however, uh, apparently, uh, yes, according to WrestleZone.com, and this is from reports I'm saying, apparently she recently came to terms with the company on a new five-year agreement. It is known that both sides are happy that she signed the deal this week. 
Uh, as of this point, there's no word yet on whether Rusev has signed a new deal. What was known is the fact that Rusev is still in the midst of ongoing discussions relating to a new contract, however. According to the new report, the new deal allows her to take time off for outside projects. Some of those projects include a move that she and Rusev not only acted but also produced, which is out another version of You that is now available on VOD platforms and now on iTunes. As on Tuesday, Ryan Satin, SATI, and a person, she reports that the Ravishing Russian has signed a new deal with the company. So there you go. And I'm going to have a nice little rant about that, among other things. So get ready, people. It is not going to be a very pretty icebreaker, shall we say. 24 hours removed from the Survivor Series. And we were back in Chicago for the fourth night of five, considering the fact that AEW will be there tomorrow night. Well, and of course... The big thing is, how was Raw going to be going into the show last night in Chicago? Well, who starts out the show but the so-called man who loves to burn it down and who's been burning a lot of bridges lately with his mouth, among other things, however. The man who thinks he's still Mr. Monday Night Raw and since Monday Night Raw and since Raw Rollins himself, Seth freaking Rollins. And he decided to call out a town hall meeting, however, in front of everyone, however, by bringing the entire locker room out and address them one by one. Of course, what did the fans do? Oh, yeah. They decide, however, to boo him and taunt him with CM Punk chants. Then he tells everyone before picking on the individuals that last night at Survivor Series, that we all sucked. Gee, what a surprise, however. He also then said they went from being an A show to the C show, and now they need to make Raw great again. Yeah, okay, Rawls. Whatever. He calls out first Randy Orton, says he was the weak link of the team. Orton walks to the back, however, and Orton told him that he would keep being the leader of the brand, and Orton could just go away, to which Orton gave a nice little jack-off symbol to him, which I would have done the same thing. Then he calls out Charlotte Flair and says she wasn't even the last one standing for the win for Team Raw, and you call yourself a Flair. Charlotte then goes to the back as well. Rawls then tells out the OPP, however, Aiken Rizzo that he could have used them, however, the night before that they didn't need him tonight either. AOP heads to the back. He then also asks William Mysterio if he had anything to say, but Rawls says Mysterio let all of us down, to which the fans boot. Rawls said he beat Brock twice this year, but Mysterio couldn't even get the job over the left pipe, and you're a stupid kid in helping you out. At this point, the fans began to chant a-hole at Rollins. And from what I heard, however, before we continue on, however, I did hear that Seth Rollins was not very happy with what Rollins did at the start of the show here last night from some people, as I just heard that moments ago. But then Kevin Owens enters the ring and decides to stay, however, as he's the only one left behind as everyone else decides to head to the back. At this point, Owens referred to Owen as Owens as Mr. Invites and asked him what he has to say. Rollins says he knew that Owens was going to say that he was going to make it about himself. Rollins says, of course, he loves Ron. All he does all he thinks about is how it could be better. Rollins said Owens just shows up and doesn't do anything. He says, you'll never be Seth Rollins. At this point, Owens had enough of Seth's crap, and I think everyone in Chicago had enough of the architect's bullshit, if you will, pardon the pun. As a result, Owens kicks him and gives him a stun and then leaves the ring to go to the back. So 
here's my thoughts about that. I guess Mr. Clown Shoes himself, Seth freaking Rollins, or should I say shithead Seth Rollins, as I'm referring to him as, couldn't keep his big damn yapper shut, however, when he had to find a way to tear everyone down, however, and had everyone to blame but himself. Yeah, good thinking, Seth. Way to think on your feet, you stupid little shit. Way to be blaming everyone else but your poor little self, however. That's really going to really resonate with the locker room because of your arrogant, cocky-ass, narcissistic, bullshit ways. Let's go to the uh, matches at hand, however, before I get into my, one of my bigger rants of the evening. One of the few big rants I have of the night. Uh, this match, of course, we had AOPP, Aikam and Rezar, taking on Hawkins and Ryder. And what happens? Oh, yeah. The poor man's road warriors want to be, however, beat Hawkins and Ryder in short order. Then, of course, we have Akira Tozawa, however, up next, however, taking on Andrade Cien Almas, however, or simply Andrade, with the Wicked Witch of the West, however, the narcissistic little bitch, however, Selena Vega, however, who once again had to basically stick her nose where it didn't belong, being the little everlasting old bitch that she is, however, by helping her man get another cheap victory, in more ways than one. Yeah, let's continue to push Andrade down our freaking throat, Vince, you racist bigot piece of shit, and have Selena Vega kiss your ass at the same time, however, by giving him a solid push right now and continue to bury all the other talent in the back while having, like, Andrade and Selena basically suck you off and kiss your ass at the same time, you racist bigot piece of shit. Then we go to Buddy Murphy. And, of course, Buddy Murphy, our Mr. Uh, 205 Life himself, however, took on... The returning for the first time in less than several months, however, the sensei of attitude and the master of uh, the delete, 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 however, Matt Hardy. Gee, where did they dig up Matt Hardy from, however? His compound. Did he finally decide to leave his compound and leave his wife and children, however, to show up on Raw for the first time in six months, however, and have enough balls to return to the WWE after all the bullshit that's been going on, however, and find a way to... Uh, basically grease the wheels and find a way to basically get nosed again by the WWE. Apparently, however, and what happens? Oh, yeah, he ends up jobbing in three minutes, however, to Buddy Murphy, despite the fact that Hardy at one point had a chance to beat him. But unfortunately, Murphy hits him with two shots to the knee, knees him to the head, and at the same time also basically gets hit himself hard to the point where he has a bloody nose. Afterwards, however, who decides to uh, run his mouth, of course, but Mr. Murphy himself. And what happened there, Mr. Murphy? Oh, that's right. The Dutch destroyer, Alistair Black, the man who you wanted to pick a fight with, however, basically kicked your sorry little ass by black masking you, however, in the middle of the center squared circle. So I guess you couldn't keep your big mouth shut, could you there, Murphy? You just couldn't keep it quiet, just like Seth Rollins. Shame. Really a shame. Speaking of which... Let's talk about the next match, the U.S. title match. That was supposed to happen between A.J. Styles, the soccer mom, or the arrogant asshole that is A.J. Styles, and his good brothers, Mr. Clean himself, Carl... Uh, Carl... What can I say about Carl Anderson? I, I got a nickname for Carl Anderson. I just thought of a nickname tonight for Carl Anderson. Oh, that's right. Carl the basically ass-kissing Anderson, however, and his little buddy, however... Luke Doc Warlord Gallows, 1990-2019, wearing the stupid Ultimate Warrior face paint, thinking he's all that and then somehow, by once again basically being in the corner of their best buddy, the so-called OC leader himself, the only club that matters now, which I'm getting sick of hearing that thing week after week, however, time after time, however. And yes, of course, 
who is it? Is it a leader you have? Oh, yeah, yeah. the soccer mom mullet wanting to be himself, the arrogant ass-kissing little, little, uh, oh, yeah, arrogant ass-kissing, uh, uh, there's another A word to describe him besides ass kissing and arrogant. Oh, that's right. Air, I said ass kissing and arrogant, but he's also a little bit of a uh, little. Uh, what's another good A word? Let me think here. Do you have a good A? Does anyone have a good A word? Let's see. Uh, uh, arrogant and ass kissing. Anemic, autistic. Uh, uh, oh gosh, I think arrogant was the best one. Uh, arrogant, yeah, the arrogant they, artistic, they, yeah, the they, arrogant, the arrogant they, ass kissing. Yeah. What's that? Uh, audacious was the other one I could think of. Yeah, the, yeah, the arrogant ass kissing AJ Styles with his two little minions. However, like I said. Mr. Clean himself, Carl Anderson, however, his good brother, and of course Luke Doc Gallows, however, the Warlord, 1990/2019, with the Ultimate Warrior face paint across his eyes every week, however, by basically watching his back for him. Because once again, Luke Gallows doesn't have the balls to do it by himself, except having his little boyfriends with him, however, of Gallows and Anderson. But what happens? Oh yeah, he has to have his boyfriends take out a guy who's been in some of a mild push once in a while for some time now, Humberto Carrillo. And what happens? Well, apparently the match is not going to happen now because A.J. Howard had to be an arrogant little ass-kissing a-hole, however, if you will, huh? to have his boyfriends do his dirty work from. But just when he thought he was going to have the night to himself and nothing would happen, Howard, he decides to mock Howard Carrillo and say, Howard, that no one is going to face him for the U.S. title. Well, AJ, I guess you were wrong, weren't you, Howard? Because who comes out next, Howard, but the Viper Randy Orton wanted to basically sink his fangs right into your scummy little neck, however, along with your boyfriend's necks at the same time, and make a statement and say, Howard, even though Howard Carrillo is not going to compete, he's going to go after you, however, however, is challenging you for the U.S. title, Howard, and that they want to see that. But unfortunately, who comes out next, Howard? Oh, yes. None other than Vince McMahon's one-time little boy, however, that he tried to push, however, down our throat, however, and is trying to basically get in the good graces of Vince again. None other than Drew the Destroyer McIntyre. McIntyre says that he would be the one, however, to challenge him, however, and not Randy, however, and he should be the one challenging AJ Styles. Then we see Rey Mysterio show up, followed by Ricochet, a.k.a. Ricochet, and then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we find out, however, that all four of them have a case, however. But AJ says they're not worthy of a U.S. title shot and that they should just uh, basically go back to where they came from. But then all of a sudden, however, we hear an idea that there will be a fatal four-way, however, to decide who will face AJ for the title later in the night, however, as apparently, however, mind you, we find out that Ricochet proposes a four-way match between all of the competitors with the winner getting a title shot. At first, AJ was not happy about it, even though his good brothers endorsed the matchup. But Sal said, however, if that was the case, so be it. Because if whoever wins that match, he'll be able to pick the bones of whoever wins that match later in the night. Yeah, keep telling yourself that, AJ. Anyway, this led us to our next match, the Fatal 4, which was a good match, and saw Rey Mysterio surprisingly pull off the win, however, in defeating Ricochet, McIntyre, and Orton to earn a shot against AJ. 
Then, of course, that led us to our next match, AJ versus Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title. And yes, even though AJ once again acted like a scumbag, however, in every sense of the word, however, and had to have his boyfriends, however, help him at times, even though the referee saw him, however, earlier in the night, however, basically try to cheat and help AJ win, however, he sent them to the back. But unfortunately, they didn't go to the back because, unfortunately, however, they were only heading to the back. They only headed to the back for just a short time, however, before coming back out, however, later in the match and trying to help their little boyfriend, if you will, AJ Styles, retain the U.S. title. But how'd that work out for you, AJ? How'd that work out for you, Gallows and Anderson? Didn't work out too well, did it, however? Because of what happened, how Randy Orton came out, basically hit an RKO, however, on AJ after Mysterio hit the 619 on Ray on AJ. And from there, Ray performed a frog splash on top of AJ and pinned him, one, two, three, to become the new USA champion, however, and deny AJ, however, a chance to retain the title. Afterwards, we saw Ray's son Dominic come out, however, and celebrate with his father. So you're telling me, however, after what happened the night before in a very lackluster subpar match against the Beast Incarnate himself, Bitch Boy Brock Lesnar, however, which he had no chance of winning the WWE Universal Championship away, however, from him, however, you decide to reward Rey Mysterio with the second best title, however, and that is the U.S. title against AJ Styles, however, even though, however, Brock lost his title against Rey Mysterio, however, Sunday night. You think that's a good consolation prize for Ray? Hmm, I'm thinking kind of, sort of, however. It's kind of shady and messed up, but hey, it is what it is, you know. Oh, well. Then we go to another match that I was really kind of cheesed off about, and I'll tell you about in a second, but before we get to that, let's talk about Eric Rowan and Kyle Roberts. Nothing will claim there, except Eric Rowan, once again, showing his stupid, arrogant ways, however, should I say not his stupid, arrogant ways, his stupid uh, little uh, box that comes out every week, however, mind you, whatever it is, however, inside of a cage, and poor little Kyle Roberts tried to peek his sneak a peek into what was inside the cage. But how'd that work out for you, Mr. Roberts? Oh, it didn't work out too well for you, and I did it, however. Eric Rowan basically slammed you around like a human basketball or a human javelin right through the freaking middle of the All-State Arena, and basically put his foot right on your throat and twisted it to the point where you basically couldn't get up, could you? What am I saying about that? Why am I saying that, however? Because once again, Eric Rowan is again showing he is nothing more than a wannabe jobber-esque lame-ass, stupid-ass schmuck. Why am I saying schmuck, you ask? Because right now, how all they're doing is have Eric Rowan come out every week, however, with some type of weapon, some type of cage, whatever's in the cage, however, we don't know what the hell it is, however, and as a result, he's basically beating ham and egg jobbers. That's all he's doing. He's beating independent jobbers or guys that are just basically not even qualified to get in the ring with him. He's just basically beating them down so badly to the point how, that these guys have no offense at all or no chance of beating them whatsoever. And yeah, even though Kyle Roberts tried to sneak a peek in the cage, like I said earlier, it kind of backfired him because Eric Rowan did not find this amusing, nor did it find it funny at all. Then we go to, of course, one of the stupidest segments of the night, however, the women's match between Charlotte Flair and Oscar. And I'm going to have a nice little rant on this one, however, mind you. The Queen Charlotte Flair, after what happened Sunday night, however, had a legitimate case, however, that she wanted to get her hands on Oscar, especially when the great Muda slash Kabuki 2019, however, a la 1983 or 1989, whatever the hell year we're in, however, mind you, decided to come out with her little pirate princess, if you will, Kari saying how and take on the queen herself. But how'd that work out for Charlotte Flair? 
how did that turn out for Charlotte, you're asking? Oh, we know how it turned out, just like the night before, how when we had the great Muda wannabe, the Japanese freaking Empress of Tomorrow, how the so-called little arrogant one herself, how and somewhat of the total absolute, uh, let's just say, uh, oh, I can't even think of an A-word, darn it. Let me find let me find an A word. I'll tell you how I feel about Oscar here. Let's talk about how Eric well we know she's Eric and we know that. Let's talk about the somewhat what's that? Abusive. Yeah, the abusive Oscar. Thank you. That's it. That's the word. Thank you. Yeah, let's talk about how Oscar once again is showing how she doesn't give a damn about anyone but her poor little self and basically is becoming more abusive to people in the ring by using her stupid little green mist, a la the Great Muda, 1989, by spitting in the face of people, however, that find a way to either get under her skin or find a way to, that she doesn't give a damn about. Yeah, what are they doing, WWE? What's WWE referees doing and what's WWE management doing as far as that goes? Oh, that's right. They're not doing a damn thing because, once again, it shows how much of a racist, bigoted piece of shit that senile old bastard Vince McMahon really is. And meanwhile, who's also enjoying this hour besides Vince Howard, probably as far as Oscar's little mild push right now going is going so far? Oh, yeah, let's think about that. That little penguin uh, wallowing little piss ant, Paul Heyman probably, no doubt, unless he's not writing this for Oscar Howard. But the one person that is enjoying this besides probably Vince McMahon as far as Oscar's uh, little new attitude goes, however, mind you, is none other than Vince's yes man himself, the man who I always find a way to rip a new one every week, however, because he is so worthy of it, and that is that fuck-tooth little beaver dickhead douchebag Kevin Dunn. So, yeah, let's have that continue, however, to have Oscar act like an arrogant little prick, however, or should I say an arrogant little ass, however, if you will, and her little girlfriend, Kari Sane, by finding a way to just basically bend the rules whenever they can, however, and use green mist, however, and blind people with it, however, basically, when the referees don't see it, and WWE's management doesn't take any action against Oscar because they think it's okay for her to spit mist in people's face like Charlotte Flair and Paige. Great stupid move, WWE, you stupid, arrogant little jackasses. But speaking of jackasses, let's talk about my meal, big rant of the evening now. And I always rant about this almost every week, however, because this is always worthy of ranting about, however. Let's talk about Rusev Vaughn and Bobby Lashley. Once again, we had to have that arrogant little ravishing Russian herself or the somewhat long-haired little blonde-ass bimbo bitch, Lana, who just apparently got a new five-year deal handed to her on a silver platter today, basically, however, find a way once again, however, to act like a total little bitch, like a little backstabbing little bitch, however, by finding a way to become a little bimbo more and more, however, by serving Rusev with divorce papers, however, and a process server, basically, who is pretending to be a fan, basically go up to Rusev and serve him with the papers. Yeah, that's a great move, however. That's a great, stupid move. That's a great idea. Let's continue to have this stupid, lame-ass storyline. Can you put me to sleep every week? But how'd that work out for you at the end of last night there, Bobby and Lana? Oh, that's right. It didn't work out too well for you, did it? Even though, Lana, you thought you could have put your husband in jail, and you wanted your husband, or should I say ex-husband, but in real life, real husband, sent to jail, however, supposedly, because of what he did to your new boy toy, however, Bobby Lashley. How'd that work out for you at the end of the night, Lana? How'd that work out for you, Bobby? Oh, that's right. It didn't go so well, did it, however? Bobby Lashley, you got your ass kicked again at the hands of Lana. Uh, 
fought Arusatar, and that's just only going to be the beginning. Because when he gets you in the ring, whether it's at Starcade this Sunday, however, in Duluth, Georgia, or in a couple weeks at TLC in Minneapolis, Minnesota, he's going to show no mercy on you, and then he's going to turn his attention. Ladies and gentlemen, apparently we had some sort of difficulty here. Uh, we lost JD in the middle of his uh, in the middle of his um, of his of his icebreaker, and hopefully we'll get him back on here, of course, momentarily. But I do have someone here who has been waiting very patiently, and I'll go ahead and bring him in. Let me see who this is here. Yes, he is a 2007 WWS Hall of Famer. He's all, 2017, excuse me, WWS Hall of Famer. He's also known as a Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network circles. And he's also, of course, a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. <clears throat> and, uh, of course, if you think it was other nickname here, folks, you got to go back to that 60s sitcom, Happy Days, where, of course, uh, where, of course, his, the central, one of the central characters went a little something, I do believe, just like this. Hey, what? Hey. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Fonzie now on the line here, now 759 of Revolution. Monty, thank you for waiting patiently, sir, and welcome to the show here this evening. We do appreciate that. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, apparently, we uh, JD was in the middle of his icebreaker, and apparently, something must have happened with his phone or something because we just now lost him. Uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, so hopefully, we'll get him back on here so he can finish his rant. Then I think he wanted to wait. change his thong. He probably did. He probably did. Uh, yeah, you know you know how sometimes you know they get way too tight and all they start to chafe a little bit. Ooh, nasty. Uh, anyway, um, if you'd like to give any uh, thoughts about what happened last night on Monday Night Raw, of course, uh, especially what happened what happened after Survivor Series, please go ahead. Um, I thought it would be it was okay until the end, but uh, with Lana and Rusev. Um, it's a pretty a joke what's going on with that. So uh, right now, I just don't have no any any explanations about what happened with Raw last night. But uh, I thought it was a good show. But um, start off, I thought we were going to start off with uh, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar last night, but it didn't. And, uh, well, with Seth Rollins did last night, which, you know, he's a team leader. He brought everybody out because nobody freaking won their freaking show last, uh, on Sunday, which it was pretty horrible. They won only one match. It was a pre-show. Um, yeah, so, uh, I'm with Seth Rollins, yeah, I did the right thing. Say, hey, you let NXT freaking dominate against us. We're not doing nothing about it. Yeah, but, yeah, so that was pretty good. Everybody walked away, and it's like, put the tail between their legs. Wow, that's nice. That's really nice you do. So, yeah, but, uh. Yeah, so that was my that's my comments on that. So, thank thank you very much, sir. Thank you, Vaughn, for that. I think we're getting JD back. Let me let me just double check. Uh, 
And JD, we got JD back here. Apparently, JD, we lost you there, so welcome back here. I think something's going on with your phone or something. Uh, but we have you back on here with us now. So uh, please continue any thoughts that you that you were in the middle of before that. No, as I was saying, I'm just going to say in conclusion, once again, Raw continues to be a piece of crap show, and it's because of stupid writing people like Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon. So, yeah, once again, I hope, Raw, you're very happy with the shit show you put on this week because, once again, you absolutely made everything look so bad this week. So, yeah, overall, not a great show. And that being said, on a scale of 1 to 10, I give Raw literally a 2 out of 10. Ooh, that's very low indeed. Thank you very much there, uh, J.D., for that. Fondane, John, thank you very much there, gentlemen, for your thoughts here as well. Uh, let's give you the number one more time here, folks, one 562 444 Caller ID, 138055-POUND. 10:19 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday, November 26, 2019, episode 759 of WWS Revolution. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, along with Ian Jerry, John Gross, and also the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, here with you here tonight. Of course, our live video feed tonight comes to us from the uh, future of WCWS, uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS future. And I can also report that John, I believe is share also is sharing the video on his page. Of course, John gross sports incorporated. So John, we thank you very much, sir, sir, for, uh, for, uh, doing that here for, for tonight there indeed. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before we get into our talk, talk about NXT takeover war games, there was one piece of business I did bring up yesterday on Raw Radio that I would address it tonight, and I'm going to go ahead and address it right now. Of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, this Thursday, of course, is the Thanksgiving holiday. We're all looking forward to spending time with our families and, of course, not just eating a lot of food, but, of course, spending time with some great people. Of course, that is, of course, your family. That is, of course, our respective families, <clears throat> of course, all, all around here indeed. Based upon that here, ladies and gentlemen, and, and, and thinking about it very, very carefully, I have officially decided, ladies and gentlemen, that that this week's edition of NWO Wolfpack will be put on hiatus until next week. So so that way we can enjoy our Thanksgivings with our respective families. So no NWO Wolfpack here uh, this Thursday night here, gentlemen. So, gentlemen, you have the night off, and we will resume Wolfpack next Thursday evening, of course, 138-521-POUND. So enjoy all the past episodes there indeed. And we will pick up, of course, um, <clears throat> as far as, of course, what I did mention on Raw Radio um, yesterday, of course, uh, Revolution, we'll, we'll talk about like the second half of our, our talk about Survivor Series. In addition to, of course, our rundown of what happened or what will happen tomorrow night with AEW and NXT. In addition, of course, I'll be hearing from MLD and Danny about their thoughts about what's happened going here in the re in the wrestling world this past week, especially with NXT and also Survivor Series and so on and so forth. So, so JD, John, and Fonzie, gentlemen, you'll have NWO Wolfpack off next, I mean, this coming Thursday for Thanksgiving, and we will resume it next week. So there you go. I want to get that. Oh, I was thinking about it, so I want to go and get that off my chest. Uh, and, yes, he's got a bold chest. Look at that. It's a tough chest. <laughs> okay. Uh, <clears throat> In the meantime, here, folks, let's go ahead and do our rundown here. I'm sure JD, John, and Fonzie have a have a lot they want to say about each match, each matchups, each of the matchups here. Officially, ladies and gentlemen, we we were of course going into the games. We only knew about of four matches 
uh, that are going, going into this coming Saturday. But of course, I was we were informed a little bit right before I Me think too. the show started that 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 a that a fifth match was was added on to the to to, to the uh, card. What uh, the heck? Egypt. No, I was no, I was watching the game show. American says, and then oh. the question, whatever. The Bible, and I said, E, it was left, it was Egypt, and they caught it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Sorry. Sorry about that. That's, that's, that's okay. That's okay. When you get, when you, when you're looking at, when you're looking at a, uh, at a game show, sometimes you can't help but to get me involved like you're right there in the studio along playing along. So <laughs> I know, I know that feeling. Uh, so, Jim, let's go ahead and get right here to it. First off, let's, we'll talk about the match that was just, that was added on, of course. Uh, before our edition of Power Hour, of course, this past Saturday, and the one match that that we did not get a chance to really do a prediction on. However, everybody did benefit from that by getting one point, uh, because, like I said, because that seemed only fair since we didn't have an opportunity to talk about how this match would have fared. Uh, JD, I'll start with you here, sir, as always. As we start with, of course, the pre-show match, which ended in seven minutes thirty-five seconds, as we saw Angel Garza defeat Isaiah Swerve Scott. Your thoughts about this match, please. Garza took on Leo Rush the week before, however, and he had a pretty half-decent match. I mean, I mean I've mean, i seen very little of both of these guys, but I've heard good things about both of them. I was surprised they put this on the pre-show, however, but I'm not surprised either that they went with this on the pre-show. That being said, it was okay for what it was, but uh, I'll have to see these guys in person to get my overall assessment. But from what it sounded like, it was an okay pre-show match. I mean, definitely got the crowd talking a little bit early on, so it is what it is. Okay. Fonza, your take on the match between Garza and Scott, the pre-show, of course, that was just added on before the main uh, War Games show. I don't think, uh, uh, Chad, I don't think J.D. told you. I didn't see this uh, War war Games at all. Okay, well based, well, based upon what you probably may have read and heard, I mean, you can just give, just give your overall thoughts. I heard Gar- Garza won. Beat a Leo Rush. So, so okay. I, yeah. All right. Well, well, still, like I said, I mean, based upon, of course, some of what, what, what we read and everything, what we mentioned and all that, uh, and also, Fonzie, if you wish, you can go back and listen to the episode of Power Hour that we did this past Saturday. Uh, we pretty much kind of uh, threw out everything there at every turn. And uh, yeah, talking talk about that, uh, Chad. After I think it was after the show because uh, I tried to get on, then all of a sudden I got kicked off. Uh, I don't know what happened. I, yeah, I don't know what happened either. So, but okay, I, well, I was I, actually I was on, and all of a sudden I think it got me disconnected, whatever. And I tried back, and after a minute, and see what happened, then I called back and. You guys were off the air. I was like, oh, they're done. So, okay. Yeah. Well, my apologies there. Like I said, I'll do some double check. No, no, no. That's okay. No. Yeah, no, that's we'll, okay. We'll, 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 we'll get the problem solved. Though. I mean, because like I said, I mean, that was not right. So we'll we'll definitely get that mm-hmm. figured out. So in the meantime here, uh, John says, of course, he does agree with JD, of course, on that match. Uh, next up here, of course. And, of course, the one which was a very history-making event here. In 27 minutes and 24 seconds, we saw the team, uh, we saw the team of Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, 
Uh, even though they were not part of this match, they were officially counted. They were counted as be, being a part of it. I do have a side note about this, and I'll read this at this moment. Of course, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai defeated the team of Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray in a War Games match. Uh, of course, let me make this one note before I get to JD's thoughts on this. Of course, as you know, Mia Yim was originally meant to be in the match, but was attacked backstage. And this was during the pre-show. I did read about this. And was replaced, it was replaced with Dakota Kai. Now, however, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai did not take part of the match after Dakota Kai attacked Tegan Knox. This was during the match, resulting in Knox being taken out of the match and Kai being forced to leave ringside. However, of course, both Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai were announced as winners and ended up being a two on four war games match due to this outcome. But of course, obviously, of course, Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae did survive, of course, the war games against four other tough uh, female competitors, of course, in NXT. Uh, and of course, I'm going to have a thought here before I get to the, 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 the third match I'm going to talk about. But I have a thought about this one after everybody talks about theirs. So, JD, your thoughts on the first ever women's war games match? And I'll tell you what, this was a brutal match, as brutal as they come. I mean, you give them almost a half hour. This was intense as can be, however. And like I said, you had, uh, like I said, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox get into it with each other. The question is, will they be at full sale tomorrow night, however? And will they be getting into it again? Only time will tell. We'll have to wait and see what happens, however. But uh, very intense match, very good match, however, I gotta say. And this one did not disappoint at all. Now, Fonzie, I know you said you didn't look at, but based upon what you've just heard so far, any particular take about this match? I think you know. I think we had a prediction about this, right? Yeah, we had. Yeah, we, we had a prediction. Yeah, we we had a prediction about this, and I'll go over the predictions here momentarily. But yes, we did. I think uh, who was it? I know Team Ripley and uh, who else? It was. It was, it? it was it was a team captain by Rhea Ripley versus a team captain by Shane Basil. And I forgot who I picked, but I heard it was and, a good, and, good anyway, match. I would just go ahead and mention you were the only one that picked Shane Basil's team. I was the only one, yeah, and she lost, right? Yeah, her their team. That lost. team lost, right? By being oh. ahead, four four people to two, but still. Um, but but still, her team lost. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, John, your take on the fourth ever women's war games? Oh, I'm sorry, Fonzo, were you done? I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't. Were you? Were you no, done? no, no. I'm done. No, that's okay. No, okay. I'm I'm done. I want to make sure. I want to make sure. I didn't want to cut you off. Uh, John yeah. says, uh, Candice LeRae and Rhea Ripley, this was a surprise in war games, as it was as brutal as JD said. But does that mean that Ripley was the favor? At the next takeover, I like. I wouldn't mind seeing that. That'd be a good. Not Rhea Ripley. I think has earned herself a shot at that belt. I really think. John said, "Yeah, between Rhea Ripley and Shannon Baszler and Rhea Ripley, I, mean, I think Ripley's really earned that shot. I think she really has." Uh, and John says he enjoyed this match, no doubt. You got to give your props to both Candice LeRae and Rhea Ripley. Yes, you do. Uh, here's what I had to say about about this right here. As I did mention before, we didn't we did hear that Mia Yim was attacked, but we did not know by who. Now does that lead to wonder here? You know, obviously with Rhea Ripley choosing Dakota Kai 
to wrestle in Mia Yim's place. And then Dakota Kai coming out and attacking, you know, Tegan Knox during the match. You know, you got to put two and two together here. Obviously, Dakota Kai was, was the cause of all this. If, if you think about it, because it's like I said, it's like, <clears throat> it's like, it's like I said before, um, you know, how would Dakota Kai would have gotten in that match if she wouldn't have attacked, attacked someone to get into it? That's academic. It had to be Dakota Kai doing yeah. both. We know she. We know it was Tegan. She she attacked Tegan. We saw with that the fact that she attacked Tegan Knox during the match. Yeah, and she screamed but, at Regal and she shoved Regal in that and everything like that. So yeah. So obviously, so obviously, like I said, obviously, of course, Dakota Kai. Earned her, uh, obviously, she she earned her her heel status right there, of course, and obviously, she that's a that's what you call, like I said, a talk about double dipping right there, so to speak, if you think about it. So there you go. Next match up here, of course, was a triple threat match to determine who was going to face Adam Cole, baby, for the NXT title at Survivor Series the following night. This match lasted 19 minutes and 56 seconds. As Pete Dunn defeated both Damian Priest and Killian Dane in a very hard fought match. JD, your thoughts here on the triple threat to contenders match? This was a good match. I mean, like I said, I was surprised that Damian Priest did not win, however. But this was entertaining, Howard. And Pete Dunn, again, the longest term NXT UK champion at 600 plus days, Howard, showed how he is still the bruiser weight, Howard. And, uh, you got to give it to Killing Dane. All three of them did pretty well. I mean, this went 20 minutes long, Howard, and this was entertaining. So this was uh, halfway decent, Howard, and I enjoyed it. And like I said, considering they went 20 minutes with uh, all three of these guys, Howard, I was a little surprised at the outcome, however, that Pete Dunn would win because, like I said, I thought Damien Priest would get a shot at this. But Damien Priest will get his in time, however, I think, a shot at that belt, whether it's the main belt, however, that whole thing else, or whether Walter holds the belt. We'll have to see what happens. But overall, this was halfway decent. I was pretty entertained by this one. Okay, thank you there. Fonzie, based upon what you just heard here, your thoughts on the Triple Threat Contenders match. Pete Dunn pulling off the win here in uh, four minutes, four seconds. Uh, nice. Thank you. Um, I think I was right on this one. I think I picked Pete Dunn facing Adam Cole, baby. Uh, you then did. Adam Cole retained his title in Survivor Series. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, as, a matter, as a matter of fact, uh, 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 three out of three out of the five, um, three of our out of our five folks who participated in this actually. I was going to ask John what his thoughts were. I think he stepped, he jumped off for just a second. I hope he'll be back on here. I'll get his thoughts on that match here in just a few moments. In the meantime, let's go to the next one right here. This match lasted 14 minutes and 21 seconds as we saw Finn Balor defeat Matt Riddle. JD, your thoughts about this match? I'm not surprised Finn won, especially with the way his attitude has been lately, Howard, and he has definitely gone back to his, uh, well, let's just say, I wouldn't say his arrogant ways, however, but he's showing that he doesn't care about anyone, however, and that anyone who tries to cross him, however, they pay the price. And in this case, the bro man definitely found out sooner or later you do not cross uh, Mr. Demon King himself, however. Certainly, indeed. indeed. Uh, Bonzi, uh, Finn Balor, Matt Riddle, uh, your thoughts here, based on what you've heard here, your thoughts about this? 
Uh, yeah, I thought he was going to come out as a demon, but I guess he didn't. But, yeah, I picked this one right. <laughs> pretty, much, pretty much everybody did, believe it or not. Everybody actually yeah. <laughs> But I say the demon, though. I thought he was going to come out as a demon. That's why. Oh, okay. All right. Just not yeah. Uh, John says he uh, he apologizes for some he didn't know what happened there, so he apologizes for he's back home with us. And John says he was he was glad that he that, that he, he was at Pete Pete Dunn walked out with the win intact. Uh, John, your thoughts here about Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor? Finn Balor was pulling off the win. John John says uh, he believes that nobody, of course, none of us here thought we, we gave Matt Riddle a chance. And well, John, nobody did. Everybody picked Bauer. John says even though he is, he does consider Matt Riddle the future of NXT. He wasn't. He was not, of course, on this night. Uh, I think John pretty much hit the nail on the head right there. So there you go. <clears throat> so there. So there. Good. Point, good point of view there, John. Indeed, thank you very much. All right, and our last one here, and I know everybody's going to have something to say about this, especially JD because JD, JD was all in for this uh, Saturday night. I know because I was there and I and I heard him talk about this. The longest match of the whole night, ladies and gentlemen, thirty-eight minutes and twenty-six seconds. Here, as we saw, Team Chiampa, Tommaso Chiampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Jehovic, and the surprising return of. The master of the pop-up powerbomb himself, Kevin Owens, defeat the undisputed era, of course, of Adam Cole, Bebe, Bobby Fish, Kyle Riley, and Robert Strong. JD, I know you want to talk about it. You've been itching to talk about it. Let's hear what you guys This say. was a war. I mean, this was definitely, without question, one of the better matches of the night and one of the top matches of the year, hands down. I mean, this was just, like I said, I mean, this was so good. The spot at the end, however, where uh, Cole was up, however, with Chiapa, I mean, my gosh, I mean, that was just incredible the way they went down. However, as far as that, however, I mean, it was just, it was insane. It really was. It was just ridiculous, however, how it all went down, however. But uh, a war, to say the least, and they definitely did not disappoint at all. And this was a damn good match. I mean, this was one of the better matches of the night. And I thought, ladies and gentlemen, that somebody was apparently, while we were, of course, exploring the Wikipedia page here, Somebody thought it would be very, very funny to kind of put like a lot of funny thing, funny possibilities as to who the fourth man was. Um, some people actually said, of course, we're never typing out. They don't know, of course, like I said, if this, if this thing was stacked or if it was the person behind all this is being funny. I'm not sure. Behind the Wikipedia page, I'm not sure. But you had everything. You had you had Johnny Gargano mentioned. You had you had uh, CM Punk mentioned. You had Velveteen Green mentioned. <laughs> and, okay, whoa, whoa, easy, easy. Okay, easy. Yeah, that was me. That's me. That's me. Okay, okay. Well, I, I got you. Um, but also, there was even an entry on there saying that a big, sexy boy was the fourth man of this team. So, I don't know why in the world that, that who put that. Apparently, it was... Well, in the end, like I said, after going through that double checking to make sure the page was no longer tampered with, they finally corrected the problem, and apparently it was, in fact, 
KO himself, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens but I even saw I even saw a clip on YouTube of him coming out, um, and Undisputed Era just looked dumbfounded just seeing him coming out there like that. He just really dominated dominated the Undisputed Era without question. Uh, Fonzie, based upon what you just heard right here, your thoughts on the men's war games match? Yeah. Oh, hold on. Uh, yeah. Please, hold on. Sorry. Please. Uh, yeah. Sounds sound interesting. Uh, yeah, but I was wrong on this one. Uh, well, who was going to be? Who was going to be uh, the fifth member? I thought it would have been CM Punk because they were in Chicago, but I'm surprised that KO was there. That was KO. Yeah, so, well, well, pretty much everybody yeah. was everybody, everybody was pretty much wrong on that part. But like I said, nobody said yeah, Kevin yeah. Owens. Well, no one expected Kevin Owens to, to pull off the win here in this. And let's see what John had to say here about the men's war games match here. Um, John says that spot off the top top of the cage between Ciampa and Adam Cole. John, highlight of the night. Uh, without John, without question, I thought it was too. I really did. Uh, so overall, folks, like I said, great matchup here. <clears throat> great, excuse me, and great belts, by the way. Uh, but uh, <laughs> great, uh, great pay-per-view event here indeed. I think this is really what probably helped WWE kind of pull uh, – uh, like I said, you know, WWE get over that loop and this thing going on with AEW, uh, and I'm sure there'll be there'll be some talking. There'll be there'll probably be some talking, of course, here, of course, with on NXT, of course, coming up tomorrow tomorrow night. But all in all, it was pretty pretty darn good there, indeed. And ladies and gentlemen, to give you an official result here of, of course, of the prediction title challenge. Um, John won the night with five picks correct. And plus, Fonzie, you, Michelle, and Bobby tied for second with four. Uh, so that was very, very amazing. I asked what? Four. That, the, the, the fifth one, that's when I messed up with uh, I asked CM Punk. All right. No, they, uh, uh, Ripley and uh, Shayna. Yeah, that's Baser, it. That's what I got. Yes. Baser, yes. And of course, you also yeah. you got. You got the freebie like everybody else did too. So, and and yeah. JD and JD and, and, and I'm not and, and no disrespect to JD. I, I was dead last. JD was last at three. You only got three. Yes, I did not have a good night. I did not have a good night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you. I think you were wearing a thong. That's why you had it good. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, okay, anyway, anyway, let's go ahead here. So, the human machine, John Brooks. His, uh, yesterday on Raw Radio, he is the new NXT US War Games champion. So, Fonzie, since we have you here, you would be the next one. So, we can go ahead and ask you. Let me tell you the four belts that are remaining in this, and let me name all four, all four belts for you to decide. Okay. The We have two NXT US belts left, which is the Takeover Championship and the Cruiserweight Championship. Plus, we have the WWE US Proteus Championship. And the WWS Sumo Wrestling Championship. Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Sumo one. You know what, Fonz? With all respect, I actually predicted you would pick that one. 
<laughs> Your new WWS sumo wrestling champion is the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie. So, and of course, we'll also get we'll also uh, get with Bobby and, and Michelle uh, to get their picks in. Then, of course, we'll get to JD's here probably on probably be Friday night before we might be able to get uh, before we could possibly get. Um, uh, well, we might get be able to get we might be able to get some off the air here, folks, and we'll let you know if we actually do that here. Uh, now, let me see here as far as uh, and we'll talk more about this, of course, tomorrow night when we do, of course, part one of our prediction for our results about what happened last night with some with Sunday night with Survivor Series. We'll talk about that, of course, on Revolution. Uh, this uh, uh, tomorrow night, one three eight zero five five pound, of course, with our live video feed from India. U.S. built on tradition, of course, to, uh, and from 9 to 11, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays, plus some thoughts on rundowns as to what, what did take place, what will take place with AEW and NXT tomorrow night, plus also a preview about what what could be happening on SmackDown, of course, possibly in the aftermath of what happened at Survivor Series, we'll, we'll find all that out tomorrow night. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, during this whole, during, during our discussion here, Apparently, we must have probably lost, unfortunately, our live video feed uh, from Future of WCWS. We're not sure what happened. So, uh, so John, I do apologize for that happening. I did not know that something did happen until until um, just a few moments ago. So, I apologize if you lost your video, the the, the sharing the video for us. But I do appreciate that you actually are doing that here for us. And just remember, John, tomorrow night's edition of Revolution will be from NWA US built on tradition. But just keep that in mind there indeed. Let's give you the number one more time here, folks. 1 605 562 0444, pound. This is episode 759 of WWS Revolution for, of course, <clears throat> Tuesday, November 26, 2019. Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw, along with the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. The human suplex machine, John Gross, and of course, the one and the only heartbreak kid himself, Unzi. <laughs> and also, speaking of tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, of course, before Revolution, of course, we must have, of course, our other two great shows uh, coming up at 6 30 tomorrow night, WWS Outside the Ropes, uh, 141387Pound. We'll run down, of course, some pop culture news and views of the day. We'll get, of course, JD's uh, box office report and also his sports updates as well. Uh, we'll to hear some, of course, some. Some opinions from hopefully the human suplex machine, John Brooks, and some other folks there indeed. But be sure to listen in. Be sure to be sure to listen in, of course, on Outside the Ropes tomorrow night. It comes at 6:30 right here, of course, on talkshoe.com. Like I said, 141387-pound. And don't forget, of course, WWS Wrestling Debate at 8 o'clock, 139-925-pound. As of course the Madness Kingdom will be talking about everything on the table will be a busy night, as they will be talking about, of course, Raw. Of course, what will happen on SmackDown Friday night. Also, AEW, NXT, of course, what happened with War Games, what happened with Survivor Series. There'll be a lot to talk about on the table. So be sure, to, of course, to join us here, of course, for Wrestling Debate, of course, right before Revolution at 8 o'clock, of course, tomorrow night right here on TalkShoe.com. And, of course, another program, you know, as I did mention a few moments ago, that, of course, due to the Thanksgiving holiday, we are going to take we're going to take a breather uh, Thursday night, so there'll be no edition of NWO Wolfpack this coming Thursday night due to, of course, the Thanksgiving holiday. So, uh, so everybody will get a chance to take a breather here, but we will resume everything here in full force after we've gotten uh, we've gotten uh, <clears throat> um, fixed up and 
pumped up and all that stuff. And of course, they're probably still going to be uh, belching and going to the bathroom, of course, even the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> to get that all out of our systems here for Revolution Friday night. So, so there you have it. Uh, of course, coming up here, of course, right here on TalkShoe.com. <clears throat> well, let's see here. Hmm. Uh, no, 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 how about we have a little bit how, how about we have a little fun and uh and do a um do a quick family food survey how's that sound all right okay john you in john says yeah i guess <laughs> no john we're just kidding Okay, here we go here, guys. Listen very carefully. Top eight answers are on the board here. Listen very, very carefully here. Name something that children close their eyes to do. I'll repeat the question. Name something that children close their eyes to do. J.D., eight answers. Sleep. And, and sleep is correct. That's the number one answer. 37 people said sleep. Uh, John, seven answers still remaining. Name something children close their eyes to do. John says pray. Number John, number two is pray. Eight people said pray. All right. All right, J.D., so far, sleep and pray has been said. Uh, six more answers. Name something children close their eyes to do. Try. Do what? I didn't hear you. Cry, cry, cry. Oh, cry. That is a good answer, but that didn't make the, that didn't make the board apparently. That's a shocker. I figured it would be. John, still six answers. Name something children close their eyes to do besides sleep and pray. John says eat. That's another good answer, John, but that's not on the board either. Uh, John, I mean, J.D. still six answers. They have something children, children close their eyes to do. Um, you might want to close your eyes to uh, sneeze. Number six is sneeze. Five people said sneeze. And this is children specifically. But uh, yeah, uh, John, um, name something children close their eyes to do. So far, we have sleep, we have pray, and we have sneeze. <sighs> well, it sounds like JD. Sounds like JD wants to sleep. <sighs> John says yawn. Um, John, that didn't make the board. That didn't that, that didn't make the board there. Uh, JD sleep, pray, and sneeze has been said. Still five more answers. Name something children close their eyes to do. Avoid being blinded by bright lights. Another good answer, but that didn't make. Man, y'all coming up with some good ones that it's not coming up on the board. Shocking. 
John, like I said, sleep, pray, and sneeze has still been said. Name something children close their eyes to do. John says he's going to pass gas. I mean, he's going to <laughs> he's going to pass. Okay. Uh, JD, still like I said, uh, like I said, five more answers: sleep, pray, and sneeze. Uh, what else? There's something children close their eyes to do. Yeah, hello. Uh, they close their eyes to, uh, hmm. thinking here, hello. Uh, Oh, uh, like I said, huh? Uh, like I said, huh? I'm trying to think. They close their eyes for... They're scared? I don't know. Another good answer. That didn't make the board either. JD, you want to take another shot? Yep. Okay. Well, great, great tries. Y'all have some good answers that they, did, that they didn't say on here. I don't know why, but... But let me go ahead and, like I said, sleep, pray, and sneeze didn't make the board. I'll go ahead and let you know what the other five were. Number three, they closed their eyes to swim. Number four, they closed their eyes to hide or to play hide and seek. Number five, they, they closed their eyes to take their medicine. I do, whenever I take mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they closed their eyes to bathe. Of course, also when they're washing their hair, shampoo and that. They don't get shampoo in their eyes. And number eight, they close their eyes to to wish and also to, I guess, I guess buy a candle. That's, that's just what it's saying right here. Well, guys, we got time for one more here. This is a little bit shorter one if y'all want to give it another, give it one more shot here. Hi. Okay, John, one more. One more for the road. And John's going to buy out of this. And so, J.D., you need to have a little bit of fun right here on your own right here, bud. So, uh, I was like, Fonzie looks already left for the evening. So, we, we thank Fonzie for coming on tonight. We hope we'll hear from him tomorrow night on Revolution. So, J.D., here's your, here's your, this is only all yours, man. So, just listen very, very carefully here. Top seven answers are on the board, and and John said it's already time for him to leave, but he will be back on tomorrow night. So, John, we'll talk to you then. Thank you, sir. We'll talk at you here tomorrow evening, sir, on our Triple Threat Wednesday. Take care, sir. Thank you very much. <clears throat> All right. Uh, JD's seven answers on the board. Here's the question. Name a very rich woman. I'll repeat it. Name a very rich woman. Oh, Trump? It sounds. Repeat that one again. Uh, the first lady, Melania Trump. Our, our current first lady. Okay, hold on. We're checking. We're checking something on that answer, JD. Stand by here. Uh huh. Yeah. 
All right. The judges say, even though it's not the same lady, you did say the last. You did say that the last name of, of of one of the answers here. So it's going to count, JD. But the answer that they have here in this case, number three, Ivana Trump, which seven people said Ivana Trump. This 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 game came out eight years ago, JD. It was long before she ever was in in the White House. So okay, but that's okay. You said Trump, so that, that's why I said we're going to count here for you. Uh, six answers left on the board. Name a very rich woman. Uh, Hillary Clinton. Number four, Hillary Clinton. Six people said Hillary Clinton. Uh, JD, five more to go. Jackie Kennedy. That didn't make the board. Still five more to go. Uh, I'm going to say, believe it or not, uh, the Bushes. A very rich woman. So you're you're saying you're saying um yeah which which bush are you? <laughs> bush. okay oh oh that bush oh <laughs> okay uh that's a good answer that one didn't make the board either <laughs> yeah, yeah there was a bunch of rich bushes <laughs> okay and JD's not laughing at all okay oh darn all right five answers still remaining here name a very rich woman so far. We've got Ivana Trump and Hillary Clinton has been said so far. And it could be anybody, JD. I mean, anybody this said this name, anybody where in whatever and whatever um, they're not well known for, regardless of whatever they're known for. But but yeah, think of it that way. So not just you, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Victoria Beckham. Another good answer. That didn't make it either. Uh, five more to go, JD. Uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, oh boy, Ellen DeGeneres. That's another good one. That didn't make the board either. So five more. Uh, I'm going to say. No clue. I don't know if the lady named no clue. Um, you know, I'm going to say one more. Hold on, I'll say one more. Okay, all right. Linda McMahon. That's another, that's a wonderful answer, but none of the people on the survey thought about it. So, good guesses, JD, all around here. Let me go ahead and give you the remaining of them here. You got two of them, and this was a tough one here. I should have mentioned too, this game came out in 2011, so you probably have to think back about eight years, maybe. Maybe possibly try to get this, but yeah. Also, remember these were actual surveys they used on the show. I guess this was I guess this was when Steve Harvey was was started out hosting this. I think, uh, yeah. Anyway, let me go start at the bottom here. Number seven, name a very rich woman, Queen Elizabeth. Only three people said the Queen. Hmm. Number six, and I can't believe she's above Queen Elizabeth, Angelina Jolie. Three people said said her. Number five, Madonna. Only three people said Madonna. And then you said Hillary Clinton, who had six. Ivana Trump had seven. Number two, she, sadly she has passed on. God rest her soul. Elizabeth Taylor. Seven people said Elizabeth Taylor. And just just for fun, JD, 
take a wild guess as you that the number one is on this. Nikki Bella. That's another good one. Believe it or not. And this one is somewhat surprising, but not well. I'll just go ahead and say the name. And I will tell you, 49 people said this on this survey. Oprah. Yes, I've done that. Oh, Oprah. So say it again. Say it for me now. Oprah. <clears throat> they did a, a top 10 list on David Letterman's show one time, but long before Barry White passed away, and said, name the top 10 words that sound sexy when some about Barry White, and one of them, he said was, he did like this. Oprah. <laughs> okay. JD, anything else you wish to add before we close up shop for the night? Nope. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. JD. On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, I do thank you very much for listening in to episode 759 of WWS Revolution. I definitely want to thank the Iceman, Jared D. Geronimo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie for joining me here tonight. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, lending their thoughts and opinions on everything going on here. In the world, of course, of pro wrestling. And be sure to like said to join us here tomorrow night for our big triple threat Wednesday, which of course, like we said, start with outside starts with outside the ropes at 6:30, pound. Then at eight o'clock with WWS Wrestling Debate, 139925 pound, and Revolution, of course, at nine o'clock, our live video feed from NWA US built on tradition. It will be episode 760, which will be 40 episodes away from hitting 800. Shocking, ladies and gentlemen. Very shocking indeed. <clears throat> and of course, like I said, we'll talk. We'll, we'll start our discussion about, of course, part one of our talk about Survivor Series, as well as, of course, as well as, of course, talking about what will what, what's going to, what, what will go down with AEW and NXT tomorrow night. Plus, also our thoughts as to what will happen this coming Friday night on the SmackDown after Thanksgiving. So we'll definitely bring that here to you here as well. Also, a couple quick plugs I wanted to throw out before we leave the air tonight. Don't forget to visit Perpetual Uniquity on eBay, ebay.com forward slash PR forward slash Perpetual Uniquity, where, of course, our motto is, our motto is Internet Retail for the Eternally Distinctive Individual. Over 170 items still, of course, available for sale. Be sure to check it check it all out here today. Of course, more stuff being added on every day. Uh, you will you will not uh, you will not re regret going to it and checking it out. Also, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, Bulldog DVD sells a variety. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD sells variety. Where, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we are winding down here one month and five days away from, of course, our big time year long, our end of year special here. Where, of course, every single DVD and Blu ray posted on the page, ladies and gentlemen, regardless of single or multiple disc sets, are worth $1. And, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we have DVDs and Blu rays of your favorite. Uh, uh, favorite mutant music, uh, musical acts, also uh, wrestling events, as well as, of course, sports. Also, of course, different seasons of different TV shows. And, of course, movies in past and present, of course, everything from children's and animated movies, comedy, western, science fiction, drama, horror, you name it, it's there. Be sure to check it out here today. Like I said, this special will end at the end of the year. So, folks, be sure to jump in on the opportunity while you have the chance. And, of course, if you have any other questions, ask, of course, the Iceman, Jared DiGeronimo, and, of course, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, who, of course, will, of course, tell you. And, of course, 
All the DVDs are in fine condition, of course, as said by yours truly, Mr. WWS. And of course, they would not be on the page if, of course, there was something wrong with them. So be sure to check it out here today. Remember our motto at Bulldog DVD sells a variety. We take a bite out of the cost so you can enjoy your favorite selection. Be sure to check out that group today with more DVDs and Blu-rays yet to come here, folks. So check it out here. You might you might miss your opportunity on, on getting some doozies here coming up here really, really soon. <clears throat> Revolution episode 759 is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain. I will have our closing team in just a minute. I'm just working on that right now, so bear with me, folks. Of course, our, your wrestling connection there, indeed. <clears throat> So, folks, take care of yourselves uh, and, and each other. And, of course, as we always say here in the WWS Radio Network, take care, folks, and God bless. And, of course, remember, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything okay. in the world. Of- We're ready. Thank you. Know, since 2015, <clears throat> uh, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is the WCWS Radio Network. Now, here's, of course, the Iceman with tonight's closing theme. Take care and God bless, folks. We'll be back tomorrow night. This is the WWS Radio Now. Have a good evening. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.